This is Laree Daniel Favors, and welcome to The Hub. Uh, let's get another one of your voices on the line. Chris in New Jersey. Chris, thank you so much for calling. What would you like to say? Good morning. Good morning. I had a question on reparations. Before I get to that, I was trying to call in, and it seemed that I couldn't get through because it says the number is not in service. A coworker handed me her phone, and I dialed the same exact number, and it went through. I thought Ooh. that was kind of amazing because I guess there's a block on Urban View. But in regards to reparations... Uh-oh. Is it possible that I can hold a Japanese girl responsible for what happened, you know, at uh, Pearl Harbor, as you find it, you know, you can hold people rep- uh, responsible for reparations in the same manner? I, I was just wondering. Oh, about Chris. Wow. What an interestingly phrased question. Don't know if there's a block on Urban View. Thank you for that heads up. We'll definitely uh, uh, get to sniffing around about that. Well, and, you know, here's the thing. Uh, holding a Japanese person responsible for Pearl Harbor. Well, let's see. Are there continuing harms from Pearl Harbor that persist to this day because Pearl Harbor triggered a system uh, that was able to perpetuate itself uh, ad nauseum in a way that was going to distribute uh, persistent harms to you or people like you? Don't know. I don't think so. In fact, I don't know. No, that's not the truth. And the reason why I think we need to have a conversation about reparations is because of people like yourself who raise these questions seemingly devoid and divorced from the reality in which we currently live. Liv, the reality is, Chris, I presume that you are a person of uh, non-global majority ancestry. Or or let me know. Are you a person who is a member of the global majority? Oh, did we lose Chris? I'm married into it. Oh, you're married into it. All right. Welcome, because you are now extended family. So here's how this goes. Uh, There is this thing called enslavement and colonization that took place, man, 400, 500 years ago. That's when it began, really. And this was a different type of enslavement and colonization than the world had ever known before. It was called chattel slavery. And this was the type of slavery that said, basically, whomever is enslaved has no rights, has no privileges, has no uh, power, has no humanity. And when white people created this system, because it was a creation of whiteness, when white people created this system, they also created created a system called race. Carl Linnaeus is one of the white scientists who contributed to this ideology, and this was a system that ranked and evaluated people on a hierarchy. And when it ranked and evaluated people on that hierarchy, it attributed different values to them. And where it esteemed white people and said that they had the highest value, it un- it de-steamed or, or lowered the value of black and non-white people. The darker you are, the less value you had. These two systems were born together. This is literally Africana Studies 101. These two systems were born together. Why? Well, because if you're going to look out at a human being that you know is a human being and then tell yourself it is okay to rape them, to rob them, to kidnap them from their families, to completely destabilize their communities and to funnel all of the resources, benefits and privilege that they had for themselves in their own continent to yourself and then transfer and traffic them literally by the millions from one continent to another to force them to engage in slave labor, the likes of which the world had never known. And then you're going to take the beliefs that you had created about those people, i.e. that value of hierarchy, that racist hierarchy that your ancestors created, and then you create a system of laws to enshrine and codify those beliefs that you 
And your ancestors created on their own. Nobody told your ancestors to do this. This is what they decided to do because why? They were lazy, greedy, and selfish and lived by a value that said we should take, take, take and know damn what happens to the people as a result of it. But moving on, Chris, what ends up happening is they end up taking the beliefs and the lies that they told themselves about why racism should exist and that why white people had greater value and then they put them into law. They codified them and they made themselves feel good about it by saying black and non-white people were not actually human. And then do you know what happened, Chris? They taught this in their schools. They created science that dis- that supported it. And it was called niggerology, Chris. And I hate that word, but I'm going to use it today just to educate yo behind about how we came to be in the place that we are. They created a science that created mental illness like drapedomania that said any black person who wanted to run away from enslavement because black people, according to white people who needed to create this system so that they could sleep well at night, they said white black people who ran away from slavery were literally mentally insane. So your ancestors, Chris, they created a system whereby they lied to themselves about where their position in this world was. They lied to themselves about the fact that they had better value than other people. And as a result, they were superior and they lied to themselves. And they said that because of our superiority, we should get the right to dominate and rule over all non-white people. And they put those beliefs and those lies into law, much the same way you see people today lying about American history and then creating laws around it, lying about who won an election and then creating laws around it. This is a history that your ancestors have really well perfected, Chris. And so then once these par- these lies were a part of the legal system and they became a part of the general American ethos, there were systems that were created around them. So people like yourself who might have a racist inclination or two, I don't know, you said you're married into the, the, the global majority, but guess what? Thomas Jefferson had a whole lot of black kids that he kept enslaved. So you being pr- physically proximate to black people and perhaps even engaging in sexual intercourse with black people, whatever type, in no way, shape or form alleviates you of the pretend of being in yourself uh, holding racist sentiments. Anyway, so they created this system, they produce these, these policies and they take their individual beliefs about black people and then they make decisions about them. They take their individual beliefs about black people and then they decide how they're going to distribute resources and political power based on those beliefs and then they call it a meritorious system. There's a lot of patho- pathological lying in your ancestry, Chris. I suggest that you and yours who decide that you want to be a part of the global majority or who decide that you want to be an ally and I'm, I'm giving you a, an olive branch there because we know that's not what you try to do but there is a there's something that y'all got to heal from because internalized white supremacy is a sickness your people are sick and I need you to love your people as much as I love mine because I'm trying to get us to heal from our internalized white supremacy. I wish there were more people on your side who were doing that as well. So when we come to the question of reparations Chris here's what you got to know. That system never ended because what happened after slavery? Yeah, you went to the Civil War and we fought. And yes, that Civil War was about states' rights, but states' rights to do what? Own black people. So after the Civil War, your ancestors were not satisfied with realizing that they had lost and that black people actually were humans. And that the big lie that they'd been telling themselves in 1619, well, in this country anyway, since 1503, if you were in Latin America or you were a Spanish or Portuguese white person, but the British white folks who were in this country since 1619, they had to convince themselves that, damn, I now have this system where I have built my entire economy me based on a racial distribution of power and political resources and now what the hell am I going to do farm my own land ha I don't do that. I'm white and I am a white supremacist in the post-slavery era. So what are we going to do? We're going to take the same rules and social hierarchical norms that we created during slavery, called the slave codes, and then we're going to turn them into the black codes. These are going to be laws that only black people can violate. And once the black person has violated the laws and they are in prison, guess what happens? We're going to invoke that loophole in the 13th Amendment, which we also put because we knew that we were going to do this. We put a loophole in the 13th Amendment that since once a black person has been convicted of a crime, then yes, they can in fact be enslaved. So what your ancestors then did, y'all got some issues. 
interest. What your ancestors then did is they went and they passed these black codes into law and they created a 2.0 system of slavery. And then you know what happened? The birth of the prison industrial complex, which guess what, Chris? We're still dealing with today. And then after that, it wasn't enough because we still rose to the top. Why? Because no matter how much you try to bury us, y'all just don't know that we seeds and we grow like weeds, which are some of the most powerful plants on the planet. So we were able to overcome all that, Chris. We created towns. We created our own hospitals. We created our own schools. We created our own housing mechanism. We created our own transportation systems. And you know what your ancestors did, Chris? They bombed them from the sky. Why? Because y'all don't handle competition very well because you spent the past 500 years rigging a system that you know you couldn't win at if you competed effectively. And so this is where we are. That's why we need reparations, Chris, because your ancestors have passed on to you a system whereby you would think it is appropriate to call up to a show where we are dealing with some real stuff, where we are really trying to navigate some real things and really trying to create a better world, a world, frankly, that it requires us to clean up the mess that you and your ancestors are contributing to and, frankly, that you are still benefiting from today. That is why we need reparations, Chris. And that's why, no, my dear, you would not be able to make a claim against someone of Japanese descent for Pearl Harbor. Why? Because there is no system of racial distribution of privileged power and resources that stemmed from the bombing of Pearl Harbor. And frankly, you knew that when you called.